0: What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Peace and Prosperity Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Phillips, licensed therapist, confidence coach. And if you're new to the Peace and Prosperity Podcast, on this podcast, we talk about all things related to personal development and mental health. Today, we're diving into a more sensitive but very necessary topic. We're talking about suicide and suicide prevention. I know that in our community, one, if you haven't been following, suicide rates have been on the increase for people of color. So I know before we would always think that suicide was not something that black people experienced. It was something that we still weren't really talking about, but we have to have these conversations. They're very necessary. So today we're going to talk about the risk factors For suicide, what do they look like? What are some of the warning signs so that you can check in with yourself or someone that you may know who could be experiencing suicidal thoughts? And then of course, what do you do if you figure out, okay, this is my partner or this is my friend or this is me. What do I do next? So make sure you have your your pen and paper ready for this episode because I want you to take notes because I want you to make this these strategies very applicable. And so you can help yourself or help somebody else that you love. Now, first, before we get into the conversation, why are we not talking about suicide? I think there is still a lot of and I don't even say I think there is still a lot of shame. Around the topic of suicide. So in our community. It is still very acceptable. To say hey bro. I'm good. Or I'm good sis. Appreciate you checking in. But hey I got this. You know me. Now I'm, I'm always going to make it. And we can I'm good ourselves. To the point where one. People really start believing us. And then we start telling ourselves. We're good. Knowing internally that we're not. So we too start to believe our own lies that we say, so that and that's one reason why we don't we don't talk about it because we don't want to open up and be very vulnerable about what's going on with us. So, what are some of the risk factors when it comes to suicide or suicidal thoughts the one we're going to talk about is job loss. if you've been struggling with either securing a job or you just recently lost a job, that's a risk factor because now that could put you in a state of depression, hopelessness, helplessness. And you could be embarrassed to even say that you're struggling in that area. Job loss. And also what can come along with that is financial hardship, meaning you can't make ends meet. You need some some extra money. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Think about those situations when you've been in that situation where your money's been tight. And it's one thing when money is tight and you know, okay, I get paid on the first or I get paid on next Friday. But when money's tight and you don't know when the next check is coming in and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I just took this trip or I'm planning for this vacation or I already, you know, everything was already tight. I already owed a couple of people Now, what am I going to do or how am I going to help my, you know, my partner? How am I going to pay these bills? How am I going to have my half of the mortgage? How am I going to provide for my kids? All of these thoughts start to race and that compounds what you're already going through. So anxiety goes up, depression goes up. So risk factors definitely will be job loss or any type of financial hardship. Another risk factor it's past trauma, especially past trauma that has not been worked through or addressed. So now you're sitting there and you're starting to think about what has happened to you, what you've experienced. Maybe you're experiencing nightmares because of it or flashbacks throughout the day. And it's starting to become very, very overwhelming to the point where you it's hard for you to function. This is something That could lead you to having thoughts of hurting yourself because you're just not sure what to do next. Another risk factor is a history of depression, again, particularly untreated depression. Those thoughts of not wanting to be here start to increase. The duration starts to they last longer and they seem to be much more intense. Another risk factor is substance abuse. So now you're drinking more, you're smoking more, you're trying different things. And a lot of times we're doing this to try to alleviate the other pain where the substance abuse is the symptom because we have other core issues that we're not addressing. You you see where I'm going here? There's things that are underlying that are not being addressed that just get compounded. Another significant risk factor it's relationship distress. So you've been with this person for five to six years. You've been engaged. You're getting ready for the for the marriage, and all of a sudden, the marriage is off, and you don't know what to do next. You don't. You you're embarrassed. You don't want to tell anybody. You're thinking, "Oh my gosh, this cannot be my life right now." Next thing you know, you're like, "You know what? I'm not sure where to turn." Now, I just listed about five or six different risk factors. But let's think if you are dealing with multiple risk factors at one time. So money's already tight. You lose your job. Now that causes a rift in a relationship. So you start to drink to alleviate your problems. And that's now it's not working. You can't drink that pain away. When you compound all of these things. These are some significant risk factors for suicide or suicidal thoughts. Now, I want to talk about now that we talked about some risk factors, I want to get into the the signs because you may not be able to always clearly see. Okay, is, is this person drinking or is this person dealing with depression? So, some signs that I want you to look for: one is overworking. If you Find yourself, you know, you're trying to get in extra shifts here and there, wherever you can, because the bills are starting to mount up. The due dates are are getting way, way past due. Or you're starting to isolate yourself. So you're not showing up to events. You're not uh, returning people's phone calls. You're not answering calls. You don't want to be around people because there's shame Or guilt about your current situation and if you know someone who's in this situation I want you to reach out and check in on them because somebody who you normally talk to maybe once or twice a week or every other week whatever that that frequency is and now you haven't heard from them you're not sure what's going on more times than not when people start to retreat and get into their own little bubble That's because they don't want you to know what's really going on with them. And yes, people will say, I'm good, I'm good, but really, we're not. Another warning sign that I want you to look for is any type of hypersexual behavior. Somebody jokingly said the, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. And you may have heard that before but that person really is believing that and they're going out and engaging in that type of risky behavior. But behind that behavior is pain. So after that, that night or those nights, whatever it may be, that person is still going home and dealing with the reality of their situation. And I'll say for sure, as black men, These are some things that we definitely know how to do. We know how when we're going through pain. Okay, let me just pick up another job or let me stay late or go in early. So I can get my mind off of things. Let me isolate. Let me just kind of get on my grind. Let me tell people that I'm doing better than what I really am, because I don't want people to to know what my true situation is. Let me date or mess around with a bunch of partners because that's gonna make me look good and feel good temporarily so I can still mask the pain that I'm really going through. At the core, we still have things and feelings that need to be addressed and processed, but we're not doing so. So if you know somebody or if this person is you, check in with yourself. I remember a friend of mine, and a lot of people put this on Facebook, but a friend of mine, she put it on Facebook when she was having suicidal thoughts, she put it out there. And people, they were supportive, but you know, most people said to just pray, just, just pray. 90, 98, 90% of those comments said, just pray, just pray, just pray. And the the issue with that is not that prayer is not helpful, but what if that person is already praying? What message are you telling them that they're not praying enough? that God doesn't have them uh, in favor. So you have to really think about the message behind what we're saying. So what do you do? Like you may be thinking, okay, Jason, like I, I know somebody or this is me. One, asking somebody if they're okay or more specifically, are they having suicidal thoughts is still a a good thing to do. That is not going to make them have the thoughts of hurting themselves if they weren't already. So we want to start having that conversation. How do you do that? You have healthy relationships with the people that you're close to. So when you can be a safe space for somebody, and I know we hear that term a lot, but when we, we can really be a safe space, this means that that person is comfortable sharing with you what they have going on. You don't have to be their therapist. You are not their therapist, but you can be a very great listener so that they don't feel judged and they can express what's on their heart without feeling like whatever they, they say to you is going to be blasted on social media or in a group chat without them in it. People can feel when you really do have their best interests and you're trying to check in with them. So that's the first thing I would suggest is just ask that person, Hey, how are you doing? How are you really feeling? Are you having thoughts of suicide? And make sure you have the time available to have that conversation. If they do answer yes. Second thing I would suggest is as you're building this relationship with this person or being a safe space, it is okay for you to share with them your that you are concerned so you can let them know hey i am really here for you if if you want to share with them some things that have helped you you can and this is not in a do it my way type of situation but sometimes people feel more vulnerable when they can relate because if they if you're saying oh my gosh i've never ever thought of anything like that, or I would never, ever think that way. They're going to be on the defense. So you don't need to like hijack the conversation. But if there's any type of supporting words that you can provide, that person will likely feel more comfortable sharing with you. And then lastly, be open to seeking help, either helping that person seek help, or if this is you, be open to seeking your own help. Through uh, individual therapy, through, uh, you know, contacting a crisis hotline, through talking to your doctor, through still talking to your pastor, talking to anyone that you feel that you can trust. I mean, ultimately, I want you to be talking to a licensed professional, but I know that the reality of it is everybody is not going to seek therapy So I want you to seek whatever support that you can in that moment to still help keep you safe. So y'all, we talked about very necessary topic, which is suicide prevention in our community. Again, this is just scratching the surface on having more of these conversations, but it's so necessary, especially as we're coming off of Suicide Prevention Month. And I know in our community, we don't talk about suicide enough. When I first even heard of suicide uh, or the thoughts of suicide when I was younger, it was something that families didn't talk about. If if suicide happened in your family, it was something that was kind of swept under the rug, or if you knew somebody had been managing suicidal thoughts, it was not normal discussion. It wasn't put out there in the open, and it was very kind of kept on the hush. But what does that do? That makes it seem like there's something wrong, something's bad going on. So we, as individuals, have to start checking in more with ourselves, checking in with our family, checking in with our loved ones so that we can break the stigma of suicide in our community. And we can start having these conversations to get us to the resources so we don't act impulsively or we can better access to resources that are there for us. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up this episode. As always, if you feel like somebody needs to hear this message, definitely send this to them. And this will not be the last time that we have a conversation about suicide on the Peace and Prosperity podcast. All right, y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Peace and Prosperity Podcast. Again, if you are feeling like, hey, I'm experiencing high-functioning anxiety, don't beat yourself up about it. It is okay. We all experience anxiety from time to time. And I gave you a couple of things that you can do on your own, but don't hesitate to reach out to a professional to better manage what you're going through. Okay. And lastly, make sure if you have not like, share, subscribe to the podcast and send this out to a friend. And if you want to hear certain episodes or have certain conversations, let me know. You can shoot me a DM or just leave a review and I will definitely follow up. All right, y'all be blessed. Peace.